Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Questionable to Return podcast. It's been a little bit, but as always, I'm here with my buddies, Mike. Hi, everybody. I think that's what I used to say. Pete? <laughs> hey, howdy, hi. There you go. You got I was gonna it. Say, cause... I was going to try to do it backwards, but I, my brain <laughs> didn't process. So we're good. Hi, hey, howdy. Hi. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, we all we do is call your voicemail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I need to hear I it. forgot I did that. My daughter hates that. <laughs> She's like, why did you do that, Dad? That's so stupid. Because like, I'm your dad. That's dad what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. So, I mean, we, it's been a little bit since we've back, been back together. So, to be fair, though, we do tell the audience right at the beginning that we are questionable to return. Yeah, we built it into the name for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, just, just in case summer crept up and took all of our time. It's okay. We'll be back. We'll always come back. Yeah, it's just a matter of we always need our finding time. We need therapy every once in a while. This then things have really picked up. I think specifically th- as of today for sports, we picked a good time. <laughs> yeah, we finally were like, we need to get together. Once we found out, some key bucks were announced. We'll get into uh, yeah, big time NBA bucks news. Uh, Brewers made a ton of moves. Yeah, still in first. Still in somehow, first. for sure. Packers are right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. I got my first annual shareholders announcement there sent in the mail, so that was pretty cool. A draft happened, right? Since the last time, NBA draft happened. That's true. Not that the Bucks made a pick, but awards NBA w- draft happened. Everyone, awards were announced. Awards Everyone were got announced. Yeah, very confused about that. Uh, yeah. Assuming that they thought the Bucks had I'm Kevin amazed. Porter. <laughs> I'm amazed by that. But anyway, yes, yeah. NBA awards happened. Solid show. I liked it. Yeah, it was a good. A lot, of, so a lot get, of good stuff happened. We got a lot to cover. How uh, how have your guys' summers been going so far? Well, I think this oh. is the fastest I can ever remember the Fourth of July coming. I can't believe tomorrow's July first. We're recording this the very end of June, and it wow. does not feel like that at all. No, I mean maybe part of it was that Mother Nature decided not to actually be summer until like two days ago. I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at Roto World, and so much stuff is happening. So you just you just like stuff is yeah. popping up at <laughs> yeah. like every minute. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> but, well, welcome to the free agent frenzy. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, yeah, summer's been crazy. I don't know. I can't believe it's July too. Yeah, uh, it's been it's been good, but it's been busy. Very busy. Yeah. I didn't realize how much uh, both kids and the select baseball sport. Baseball and softball would would take out of my life, but all the rainouts kind of kind of killed our our baseball yeah, team. Wasn't you had rainouts, it was like freezing temperatures, and I think there was one snow out. Yeah, that sounds right. But yeah, I had like a stretch from Father's Day. Well, the day after Father's Day, it was I think fifteen days straight at a baseball field uh, or softball. Crazy. It seems like every time I hear from you, you're going to a baseball yeah tournament or game or. Yeah, so I missed a lot of Brewer games because I just I wasn't even home, so I was like, <laughs> it was hard to keep up on the Brewers. But, 
But yeah, no, it, they're doing good. So it was a lot of fun. I I love being at the field and helping out. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been a fun June for sure. It went really fast. Girls playing good at good with softball, so can't complain there. She's crushing the ball. I've heard she's really she's really found her swing. Yeah, she's, when she's got a nice level swing, she really deck ball flies. It's pretty amazing how far she's come from last year. Last year she was really timid at the plate at times, but now she's sticking in there and just hitting off anybody. It's pretty cool. Well, yeah, and one thing I didn't realize until you posted the team picture is that she's is she about the tallest one on the team. Yeah, she's like second. I would think. Yeah, so she's tall, and if she can, you know, use that to her advantage, kind of like the Christian Yelich style of... Yeah, uh, the length. Yeah. yeah, use that, and like, yeah, I've seen her, when she puts a swing together, she can make pretty good contact and mm-hmm. knock a ball around. Yeah, she's got a pretty smooth swing, for sure. She's got a good path of the ball, trajectory, you know, all that stuff. I I keep track of all that for her. Well, yeah, no, no, I, I don't. don't. Well, what's crazy, <laughs> don't. what's crazy is you sent the picture, though, of the... The spray chart? Yeah. It's crazy that they have that. That's well, we, cool, I mean, isn't it? I mean, both teams, like we have yeah. we use Game Changer to kind of keep track of schedules and games and stats and whatever else, but it gives you the opportunity. If, if done right, Oh yeah, you can uh, see spray charts. That That is so... I would have just ate that up as a kid. It's so cool. Like, yeah, to see where you've hit every ball. Should we, we should make Mike an admin for like, our teams just so we can <laughs> we go should. in there. And... Mike, next year, next year you're going to be our score guy. Do you just want, sit on the bench. Do that. Do sit you on want, the bucket. Do you want me to be the Billy Bean of Broncos? <laughs> oh yeah, and be like you, agonizing over this. And yeah, tell I got us a new how line. to make our lineup. Yeah, I got a new lineup for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been interesting this year. We we our the head coach went with on base percentage, and the kids have been pretty pretty competitive over it. I feel like they get really excited if they move up or down. So yeah, the, that's kind of worked a little. The batting bit. order just is yeah. purely based off of on base. On on base, yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad way to do it. Well, the tough part is, and I think it kind of flies in the face when you want kids to be aggressive at the plate, right? Mm-hmm. So you want them to really think hit and, and really yeah. and really push the envelope and be aggressive up there. If they're constantly worried about do whatever I can to get on base, I think you start to see some some kids that are thinking too much when they get up there, and then they they seem to be pressing a little bit too hard, or they're 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 praying that they get on base via yeah. a walk. Yeah, you can. It can make them maybe a little too tentative at the plate, right. where you're just going for the walk every time. Yeah, and I try to remind them that it's so late in the season that you guys are not going to move up and down too much. So just be aggressive and get a hit because if you go, the the worst thing I want to see is a player sit up there and strike out looking. Yeah, that's the stat I really look at a lot. Like if you're striking out looking, something's wrong because you're not even trying to hit then. So so at least uh, if they're swinging away. That's a lot better than than you know looking, but but yeah, no, it's 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 been a fun season. The boys got a couple wins in in June, so that was a lot of a lot of fun when we started win, winning some games. Yeah. Then we got really close. We lost two two uh two in a row or three. I don't remember, but we lost by one run off the last last at bat double header. Yeah. So that was really tough for the boys, but we got like a lot the second of, place team in the league, and you yeah. get and you take and, them to the last inning down by one. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. The thing is, too, with the age your sons are, a lot of this is just still about learning to play oh, baseball. Yeah. Like, they have so much to learn still. So, like, yeah, you don't want to worry too much about stats and all oh, that. No. Of, but if you look at it, like, I was looking at, like, quarter season. It was, it was kind of cool. Like, you look at, like, the f- first five, next five, whatever. You just saw, like, hitting-wise, just all the stats just went up, like, as it got maybe got warmer, so to say. But mm-hmm. 
we all know how these kids started and it just like it went from like betting two two forty and now we're betting like four seventy as a team. So Absolutely. pretty I, impressive. I'd always like to see like it's same same thing goes for even pro teams, right? Like the certain athletes that are slumping mm-hmm. and other ones start to pick it up and it's just it's true to form. I think like my son had a little bit of a slump the last like few games where he's like been really pressing or whatever else, but then you have like Jameson, for example, like has been crushing the ball just to see like the ebbs and flows of even just like normal baseball life where it's just one of those things like baseball's yeah. baseball. Like yeah. so even Trent right now, like he's hitting, but he's hitting right at people. So yeah. it's just like that's baseball. Like it, yeah. it is what it is. Like at least I'm I'm happy with that now because he's can seems to be seeing the ball where he's in a little bit where he's right. that's what the baseball kind of swinging and missing. The baseball purists like that it's such a long season that there's gonna be those ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. but everything kinda evens out. In yeah. the end, unless you're uh, Travis Shaw. But for everyone else, <laughs> yeah. it evens out in the end. Yeah, because they played, what, 24 games, I think? Which is not a lot for a select team. Usually they play up to 40, I would think, because we've had less tournaments and wise. Yeah. We have weather. But still, it's a good chunk of chunk of games. And yeah, like you said, Jameson, he started off pretty rough at the plate. But once it, we just kind of simplified everything, and I'm just like, hey, got to stop thinking mechanics like he you could tell he, he's thinking like i got to do this this and this it was just basically see the ball hit the ball when you're up there that's it and it really turned him around and he started seeing it a lot better two strike hitter and all that kind of stuff but but yeah trenton he's coming around too like you can you can see it like the last couple of games he got some really good swings and he got some good foul balls and he hit a couple couple just dribblers but he he got contact and stuff so it's like once they start getting that contact and seeing it go somewhere, they, they get more that, that confidence is what, what is a big thing though. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to see the ball go somewhere. So, but yeah, baseball is amazing. That's, that's why I love coaching it and love watching it because I think it's a really tough sport mentally one on one, but it's a team sport. Like you, if you're not hitting, you need to figure out something else to do to help the team. So baseball it's, is very unique in that regard that it's a team sport, but yeah, it's just you up in the plate, you and your thoughts. Yeah. And- yeah, yeah, you can you can definitely like second guess yourself too much, and I thought uh, the movie Bull Durham did a great job of that. Of uh, hearing you hear Kevin Costner's inner monologue when he's up at the plate, yeah, and just yeah. showing like, is he gonna throw this? Is he gonna throw another fastball? No, he's not. Wait, and he's just going back and forth, back, and he's just time out, time out, time out. <laughs> I gotta think about this. That is, yeah, that's true. But yeah, you know, a kid, our kids aren't thinking that. Obviously, they're no. not thinking change up fastball, but they're thinking little things as in, okay, I gotta step here, I gotta. Yeah, keep my. I know a lot of them are because that's all we say all the time. But yeah, during a game, you can't be thinking those things. So no, not too much. But yeah, it's all. It's a, such a mental game, though. It's amazing. But uh, the more you like, we've seen this season. The more you play it, the better you get. Yeah, because you want because you're playing in situations. You it's hard to you can do situations in like a practice. There's no kid at the plate. You're not pitching. Like it's a little different. So yeah, it's pretty amazing how how far they have come. I think. It's been a lot of fun. How's your summer been, Mike? It's been busy, but good. I've been out of town a lot. Uh, you know, speaking of the hot weather, my brother decided it was a good time to demolish a shed he had in his yard because uh, it's an old shed. The wood was rotting. And you know, it wasn't like 65, like just a couple of weeks ago. You had no, to do it in 90. It was a younger or older? It was a younger or older? Older brother. Oh, okay. uh, he would do that too. We, uh, well, we had a fun night out on Friday. Went and saw Dave Attell. One of my favorite comedians of all time. How was like, that show? It was great. Uh, especially the, one of the local comics who hosted just killed. And Dave was great. I think this is the fourth time I've seen him now. 
So always good times for that. Might have uh, had maybe a couple too many beers. <laughs> I watched the Women's World Cup too at a uh, soccer bar, which is fun. I, I have to say, I am really into the Women's World Cup. Team USA. Yeah. yeah. Fun to watch. It's I think it's so fun to watch. And don't dismiss it. I know it's easy sometimes to like uh, women's sports. Eh, and, soccer's well, some, different though. Some people... It's played at an incredibly yeah. high level. Yeah. Like some of the goals have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. The passing and to set these up, I really think it's it's as entertaining, almost as like so, some of the men's tournaments. We haven't really we didn't get to talk about it, but the celebrations, like when they what won sixteen thirteen nothing, thirteen nothing over Thailand. You guys okay with that? Yeah, I'm totally fine. <laughs> Me with too. That. Like, why was everybody mad about it? It's a game. They're professionals. I know. I know. It's like. This is the World Cup, uh, you know. Yeah, it's you, not a friendly match. Yeah, this isn't just uh, yeah some friendly played on, you know, United States territory. This is this is a big show. Yeah, it was insane though. I can't believe just how many the the balls just 13. kept going in. That's they a lot. T- they had ten goals in the second half. Yeah, <laughs> ten. That's crazy. In a half. So. Oh my god. But yeah, yeah, I I would uh, I would recommend. There's they're down to the final four teams. Uh, USA plays uh, England on Tuesday. That'll be a good one. It'll be a good one. They just beat France, the hosts. Oof. That was great. So France was the favorite, I believe, uh, they? or second you, to the United States. Yeah, a lot of people thought they were the two best teams. Yeah, too bad they had to play each other. Yeah, really. Yeah, instead of being like the final. But didn't USA yeah. men's have a big win against <laughs> yeah. Trinidad? And- Tobago, right? Yeah, they beat them six nil. They got they got through that loss that they had. What Trinidad is what is what yeah prevented them from making the uh, World Cup. Yeah, last World Cup. Yeah, I I watched that. Saw David Tell demolish the shed in the ninety degree heat. So so it's a fun filled weekend. And then I did get to cap it off by going swimming with my nieces. So there you go. So before we go in and actually talk about the big, exciting moves of the NBA, let's talk a little bit about the Brewers. Brewers have made some moves recently. Mike, what do you got? Yeah, so they decided to uh, shake up the roster quite a bit. Uh, Travis Shaw back to the minors, along with Hernan Perez, and then Jimmy Nelson, who has not pitched well, was put on the injured list. And Hira comes back. Saladino, who had... 14 home runs in the minors and was playing first is called up and so is Corbin Burns. So there's your interesting little tidbit playing first. Yeah. Playing first base, but they seem to want to use him uh, at short a lot. But do you guys think the Brewers needed to do something like this to shake it up? Because they were 13 and 13 in June, which seemed like the easiest part of their schedule. Yeah, that was rough. I would think. I think so too, because I think it shores up a little bit of that infield. Mixture two, we can move Mustakis back to third. Here I can play second, and then it kind of shores up some, get some, hopefully some production out of first. Because there's only there's seven more games before the All Star break, so it did seem like they wanted to maybe make a change and then see it in action yeah. for a little bit. Because I, I think you have to remember that there's only one trade deadline too, so they had to probably do something to see how how everything is going to work out for now because maybe they maybe are thinking maybe we have to make some moves to to stay in first because as as bad as they've been the Cubs have been bad yeah. too so 
I mean, they're tied for first somehow with that. <laughs> yeah, no with one. This run of of playing against bad teams like, and they can't like get anybody. It. But yeah, nobody wants it. Right? Yeah, the the Brewers just had a ten game home stand against teams with losing records, and they went five and five Oof. on it. So can't not, do that. Yeah, not ideal. But no, I I think it's good that the Kessinahira era is is here. I would say, right? I I think yeah. he's past that time deadline and stuff. Um, I think the whole Shaw thing needed to stop. We needed to just kind of. He needs to get well, right. Okay. He had his option left, so that's that kind of helps. That's kind of nice that he, he had. He definitely that. earned his right to at least get an extended stay to see what he could yeah. do. They, they, he definitely did deserve another chance to turn it around. He's been, you know, a very good, consistent hitter the last couple of years, but this year has just been, I don't know, a disaster for him. He he was sent down before. And then he came back up, and he hit 167 since being called back up. So it wasn't the injury, obviously. Yeah, his batting average on the season's 164. Could, That's we went to the game. It was the last game of the Mariners series. Was the afternoon game it was like a workouting thing, but went to that game, and in what's what was tough to watch was you could tell one he was pressing, like one you could just tell like the weight of it was on him because every time, but he hit the ball rather well actually that game. He just hit it right at people. So it wasn't like he was missing or couldn't see it. It was just yeah. I one noticed of those uh, his strikeout rate actually had gone down a little bit after he'd come back up. It didn't seem like he was swinging for power as much, but yeah, he just he couldn't place the ball anywhere. It was always just hit right to a guy, and I don't know if he was having trouble beating some of the shifts or what it was, but something had to be done. We just had the offense has been pretty good, but we still had too many holes in the lineup. Right. Mm-hmm. Shaw just wasn't hitting. Aguilar hasn't been hitting, and now Thames has taken over as the regular first baseman, yeah. and he does he deserves to be to hold that spot. Yeah. And the the big thing with with Aguilar is is he's doesn't have any options. So if they get rid of him, he's going to get picked up immediately. Yeah, he would. He, he would play DH in the AL immediately. Yeah. Any team would pick him up. So yeah. they're not going to they're not going to do that to him. They're going to probably hopefully trade him. I would think that could be an option coming up soon, but hopefully he can kind of turn it around a little bit. Uh, Thames hit another home run today, so uh, I'm fine with Thames being in there yeah. for now. So Yeah, he broke, uh, wasn't it tied? He yeah. yeah and he the game before, the he had a couple big hits, yep. so it's his job now, and that's why I think even Saladino is probably going to play a decent amount because Arcia's, his average has just slid back down into that 230 range. And yeah. He'd been showing signs of life and some power, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can expect much more from Arcia than like a 250 hitter. So if he slid back down to like the 230s, I think that's still well within the realm of possibility of what his production is going to be. Has Haven't his power numbers gone up, though? Yeah, he's had 11 home runs, I think. Because yeah. he switched something with his swing, I, I heard. Well, he was working with Yelich last year when he got sent down between like a tribute that – Minor league tr- like stint that he spent uh, towards the end of the last, towards the end of like second half of last year. I guess Yelich was on like conversations with him on like how to change the swing and like what to look for things like that, and that's how he boosted the power numbers coming in the postseason. I think they just kind of carried over from in the off season workouts and then obviously spring training. Mm-hmm. But you can't teach seeing the ball. No, and uh, one thing that's also hurt is uh, his number of errors has gone up. He's on pace for a considerable amount more errors than he had last season. So I think that's part of the problem. But 
I would say as a whole, though, the defense and the hitting still seems decent. It kind of seems like about what it was last year. I think the the number one thing that's killing the Brewers is pitching. Yeah, it's pitching, especially starting pitching. The Brewers are last in the National League in quality starts. They only have 20 quality starts this year. The next worst in the National League is San Francisco at 25. Yeah, if you would have told me, if you would have told me Brandon Woodruff would be the first one of 10 wins in the NL, I think <laughs> yeah. you're crazy for yeah. one. So he's kind of carried carried the team along with Davies a little bit, but Davies has kind of kind of fallen off a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's just been pretty frustrating for sure. And and Jeffress too, as he can't figure it out. Like even the bullpens kind of just wish washy, except for Hater. And like, can you guys remember many times this year where a pitcher's gone out and like throwing a gem where you're like, oh, great job. Like Woodruff. He pitched Wood- like eight innings. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was but it. it's like, it's only <laughs> no, him. That's him yeah. And we never string any of those together. It'll be like once in a while, someone like Woodruff pitches like seven or eight innings. Otherwise yeah. it's like the norm seems to be about like four innings, three or four earned runs, and then turn it over to the bullpen already. Right. right. And I think that's just, that's the thing that, is probably the most telling stat of why they seem to have struggled. But yeah, like you said, they're in first. Board. In first. Yeah. In first, yeah. <laughs> How mad can you get? But you got to think with the trade line trade deadline looming for July thirty first. They got to be buyers, right? They yeah. Got to get some pitching. Oh, yeah. I think Bumgarner's been obviously his name still being town tossed around. He's obviously not the pitcher he was once was, but you you think of. Change of scenery maybe like would help some pitchers. Like I think Verlander was like left for dead in Detroit and now he's still he's he's with Houston. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. <laughs> yeah, again. Verlander had like one or two kind of off seasons and everyone was down on him. And then yeah, he bounces right back as like Cy Young level. But I don't know, uh yeah, Bumgarner I like. I think that's kind of in the Brewers range. Don't get crazy and be like, Oh, you should get Max Scherzer like <laughs> Like no, that's no. that's not gonna happen. Good old wolf eyes. <laughs> uh yeah, he has. I I forget what that condition is called, yeah. but two different colored eyes. That's that should be creepy, in, but cool. It should be intimidating, right? If you're yeah. a hitter, I would think so. Was sure the one that was trying to practice bunting? Yes, bunt in his face. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Hit it right, awesome. in, right into his nose, but <laughs> shattered. He missed a start. It was it was BP because he was supposed to start that day and like broke his nose and couldn't pitch. He came back shortly after that though, and he's a he's a game. I love Scherzer because I'm in a, a dynasty like keeper league. I've had Scherzer forever, so just don't let him go to the Yankees. I don't want to have to cheer for more Yankees, but uh, yeah, I think they got to do something with uh with adding a starter because you just can't keep counting on. Too much of Shasin or Anderson or Peralta. Yeah. Or... Shasin's another one that's been kind of inconsistent, but he's also kind of been snake bit with like that injury. Kind of. Yeah. Well, yeah, I and then he played way over his head last year. Let's admit that it was a career year. It was. Well, well I think you could say regression that about was going to come. You could say that about the whole starting staff. True. I mean, that's true. I guess. Uh, I guess one last big question I have about the Brewers is. Um, how worried are you guys about Jimmy Nelson just not being the pitcher he used to be? I don't know. I think that's a 
Does he just need more time? I know he's out of baseball for so long. Mm-hmm. That's a tough injury. I I don't know. The thing that worries me, I think, the most about that is he was giving up uh, a walk per inning when he was back. He averaged exactly one walk per inning. It just seemed like he had so much trouble locating his pitches. Right. Kind of just be all over the place. And that's going to take time for him to get that back, yeah. probably. That's probably where he's at, I would think. It's kind of like what you're talking about, even like the NBA, when you're talking like Gordon Hayward's injury, right? That's a two-year injury. So he's yeah. not, he, And then pitching's world. You start getting those elbow injuries and things like that. Like that's like it's gonna take a while for you to get back. So I guess I'm not overly nervous. I think he really needs to get game starts and experience back and guys to build that confidence back up. Because I mean, pitchers are finicky as far as that's concerned. It doesn't take much to like kind of start second guessing yeah. yourself, and then you're pressing, and then that whole that whole thing snowballs. So I think it'd be good for him to go back. Yeah, I guess I'm not worried necessarily that it's like career is over, but I am kind of just trying to accept the fact that he just might not be a big contributor this year. I was hoping he'd be back to form after being back for a month or two, and now I'm wondering if it might just take this whole season to kind of just get his arm back. That's why I was like a little bit excited for him to actually potentially go back to the bullpen and just kind of get like the short bursts of work. Yeah. Yeah, but at least he'll go down and actually he'll get those short short bursts to work and you won't waste his arm up here and waste games possibly that he's not going to contribute to the team. He can just throw anything possible and doesn't matter uh, pressure-wise, I guess, down there. He can just figure it out. I think it's better that he's down there. And I know he wants to do everything for this team to help it, but he's not going to help the team with what state he's in, I think. So, um. I think going down is great. I think that's going to hopefully get him back to where he needs to be for a, a stretch run, let's say August. I would think he would maybe come back. That's mm-hmm. my my outtake on it, I guess. So on a positive note, no shocker, Yelich made the all-star team starter. Mm-hmm. Also going to perform in the home run derby. Yep. That'll be exciting. It will be. So Yelich has gone a full year now smashing the ball. Yeah, he has. Like, f- almost 60 home runs. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. Like, everybody thought, like, can you can you keep doing this? And even he was saying, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty amazing pace that he was on from, from last, uh, what, July speaking about now. Yeah, speaking about ability to see the ball. God. Yeah. That guy just crushes. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I I can't get enough of watching Christian Elch play baseball. And he's still, this year, on pace for... He's still holding up that like sixty home run pace. That sounds about right. Yeah, he's at twenty nine. <laughs> twenty nine. Yeah. Well, he hit his thousandth career home run, or not home run, thousandth career hit. I think what was it today? Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Today? Congrats on that one. It's a big milestone. Yelly, especially yeah, uh, doing it with the Brewers. Hopefully, the, there's a lot more of that to come. Yeah. Thanks, Marlins. Good trade. <laughs> Man, I can't believe we have him. Like. It's like perfect. It's like a perfect place for him. Like power wise in, in Miami, it wasn't for him. Like that that field's impossible. Yeah. And being in Milwaukee, I think, has helped him so much. Well, but, we even added oh. that uh what is it, the Miller Lite beer pen to just yeah. make right field that much that, shorter. Yeah. <laughs> just in case just you can get a right. couple just a couple usually, extra home runs. And he usually doesn't need it. Like, yeah. Oh no. It crushes. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's a good fit. Like the team has good chemistry. 
I think he gets along. I don't know. He, I think he, as you mentioned, Pete is a good good fit from a a city. Just kind of, he's kind of like under the radar type of guy. Yeah. He, like he doesn't need. He's perfect. Just like uh, Giannis, kind of, where he just kind of just stays under the radar, does the right thing, you know, is really loyal to the to the city. So, yeah, I like him a lot. So I'm excited to see him participate in the home run derby. I always, I love that as a kid. Even going back yeah. to watch. I used to watch the past ones with like McGuire and Bonds and then like Griffey and all those. And it was so much fun like watching all the God, previous yeah, ones. Yeah, I just watched it yeah. for like all day. I like it more than the All Star game. I think most people do. It's just and so that, good. And then but, Chris Berman with the back, 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 back. <laughs> well, you got to admit, the MLB All Star game is probably the best All Star game of all sports because. It's the most it's still like it, this it, pitcher still wants to strike out right. that guy. It so most it's, it's resembles one on one battles. It most resembles the the sports normal games. Right. True. Yeah. Like yeah, like the you Pro can't, Bowl. You can't the, fake it. The Pro Bowl you is can't fake it. The Pro Bowl's not even worth talking. Yeah, the Pro Bowl sucks because it's after the season's already yeah. over and like these guys don't want to get injured and like nobody plays. Yeah, that's that's the one's like not even worth talking about. And then the NBA one turns into like nobody plays defense for three and a half quarters. Right. And then they try for like six minutes, five minutes at the end. Something <laughs> yeah. Of like, okay, now we gotta play defense to win. But yeah, the baseball one actually feels like a Yeah. It's hard to dog it in baseball. I don't know. I yeah, and like you're gonna go after a ball. You're gonna go after a ball. I feel like you have more diving plays. Plus, even like and stuff. you might, you know, you might if you're a pitcher. You know, you might only face. You know, you might pitch an inning max, or maybe only face a batter or two. If you're a hitter, you might only get one at bat, maybe right. two. So you really want to make it count. Yeah. So yeah, I I actually do love watching the All Star game too. How did the Brewers do uh, with the rest of their roster in terms of All Stars? Yeah, so they got um, Mustakas and Yaz. Yep, and Hater. Uh, Hater, yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty nice. Four all stars. That feels, that feels about right. I would say. Yaz and Mustakas were close to around the cusp of also being starters, but it fell short. That's true. Cubs only got three. Yeah, take that. Should be the tiebreaker for the division. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm excited to see. I think Yelich is the first. Brewer in a long time that you feel like has a chance to win this thing, though, right? Because we all knew Aguilar wasn't gonna. I don't know. I didn't feel like I he was gonna do much last year. I mean, year, right? let's just put it this way: I really hope that he doesn't catch like Jesus Itis, like because he was not good after he got back yeah. from that All Star break. I think Jesus is what he's supposed to be now. I think yeah. he just had a flash in the pan. Yeah, he had the the just crazy part of a season that he might so, never replicate. So if Yelly slumps, right? Let's say he does come back as slump, so that are we boycotting any brewer from participating in the home run derby? Then a lot of fans will want that. Didn't uh, Prince Fielder want it as a brewer, right? Did he win it? Yeah, mm. I don't know about uh, that. Yeah, he I'm did. Pretty sure. You guys keep talking amongst uh, yourselves. Yeah. I'll talk to the Google machine. I know Corey Hart was in it one year and was awful. Yeah, he hit like Jeremy Burnett. I he think hit like was. one home run. <laughs> oh yeah, that was. That was Didn't Richie bad. Sexton participate too at one yeah. point? And he, I think he's, I think he's one of the only players that struck out in the home run derby. I think there, <laughs> I do think there is a. Yeah, they were right about that. Yeah, uh, there's still a mark in um, Houston where he hit a ball in a game. That that center field pole. That is out there, I think. I think there's still that mark up there. It's like halfway up the pole. He just crushed one. Sex. All right. But. Greg Vaughn participated in 1996. He had yep. zero home runs. And then he was That's sick. And then, and then he was sick for the All-Star game. Yeah, you know why? Quote, unquote, quote, unquote, sick. Well, you yeah. know why, though? They didn't, there was no Vaughn's Valley for him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. 
That makes total sense. Yeah. Who we got next? I think it was a while. I think it was like Bernitz, so, right? So Bernitz, when he beat out Mark McGuire and then fell to Griffey oh, in yeah. 99. Yeah, I remember that. He was an alternate. He got placed oh. in as a, as a as a replacement he's, player he's and almost, ended up having crushing it. He was almost the king slayer if he could have beat McGuire and Griffey. I used to love his swing. It was just so... <laughs> He just so violent. That was when, that was I, that was when they did the National League versus American League. So the winners of the National League would would face against whatever. So like Burnett's won the National League. I kind of like that. There's, it's kind of fun. I know they've they've gotten away from that in a lot of sports now, and not as much conference like clock, conference. Right? And yeah, the clock the clock was a great addition. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I didn't watch last year. They so. still do uh, like a tournament style where they right. they seed everyone, but yeah. it's Richie Sexton in 2002 got to the lost in the semifinals to Sammy Sosa, but got out of the first round at least. 2002, that was uh, Miller Park, wasn't it? Yes, yep. I was at that all. I was at that home run derby, I believe. Sosa was hitting them over the roof. Right? Yeah, he was hitting them like out to the windows. God, do you I, remember who won? Jason Jambi. Yes, he did. Yeah, it was Jason Jambi on the Yankees and Sammy Sosa, and it was like the two guys I didn't want to win, and that was the final. Yeah. I'm like boo. And then uh, follow up with Richie Sexton in 2003, hit one home run. <laughs> I think that's the one he struck out. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, and he really did whiff. Can you name the one from 2005? 2005. Um, you're gonna you're gonna kick yourself when I tell well, you the name. It's. Scott Pesednik. No. <laughs> 2005? 2005. Is, trying, I think who Those were are they? bad brewers. Who were they would have but. Oh, um, uh, Carlos Lee? Yes, sir. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. Good pull. He had a really big first round. Had 11 home runs in the first round and then uh, only hit four more after that. Mm. But that was the year that Bobby Abreu went, went crazy. He had 41 home oh, runs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He took so long hitting home runs. It was so boring. <laughs> That's why they had to the go clock to the clock. Needs to happen. <laughs> yeah, because like Miguel Tejada had a crazy oh, yeah, year, and right. Bobby Abreu had a crazy yeah. year where they just were up there for like half an hour in <laughs> home runs. Two thousand seven. Who was it? Two thousand seven was Prince. Prince, yep. Mm-hmm. Was that AT and T? Hit three home runs and didn't make it out of the first round. Yep. And that, then Ryan Braun in two thousand eight. Yep. Oh, I forgot Braun did it. Mm-hmm. He didn't do very well either i don't think got the second round um added seven more and then he uh fell short in the finals oh, Just, no fell the... short of the finals oh, so he, he lost there okay that was when uh justin Marneau won oh the canadian mm-hmm. twins first baseman but uh that was the year i think hamilton went crazy oh yeah there was a year he did too but he fell yeah. short some of those guys they went like too crazy early on and then I don't know if they just like wore themselves out by. Was that at Yankee Stadium? Yes. Oh, good yeah, call. Hamilton. He good. just came back or something like that, right? From his drug it might have been that might have been when he was like like MVP level. Yeah, I do like with the clock now too. You get one like timeout, and that's where they'll take a timeout, towel off, drink some Gatorade, and kind of just like reset. The clock thing's great. I love oh, it. That's nice. When. Prince Fielder went back in 2009. That's the one he won. Yeah. I told you, yeah. Told you you won, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for not doubting. <laughs> won in St. Louis. Never doubt you, Mike. Corey Hart in 2010. That one I remember. He did very poorly. He Hart? did He did very well in the All-Star game from what I remember. No, 2010. He had 
He led the field with 13 home runs in the first round oh, and then went over for the rest. That's mm. what it was. He did poorly in the second round. Yeah, he after. didn't hit any after the first round. Oh, I forgot he had a big first wasn't, round. Wasn't that the extra innings all-star game where he made like the diving catch and had like a really big hit? Because oh, he came in late and he had to stay in. Like he was doing that, really well and right. That kind of sounds right. Yeah. Pretty sure that was. Yeah, because if it goes extra innings, it's like yeah, it's the stuck. players at the bottom of the <laughs> roster. That they are, save a lot of pitchers now. Yeah, some pitchers are only they like get to pitch. They're only like in case of emergency. I think you can bring pitchers back in now. Yeah, they tried to do some Something stuff like that, to yeah. avoid ties ever again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then uh, 2011, Prince Fielder and Ricky Weeks. So you, oh, there's a lot of brewers always. Yeah, we've know. had more brewers than I realized. Well, the weeks, wow. The brewers have kind of always been known for hitting home runs. That's true. They're well, set you, up that way. <laughs> yeah, like well, no to, matter what era, we always. It's like 2011. Them. They had a. I didn't know. I didn't remember this at all. Like they had captains, kind of like the <laughs> the Giannis and LeBron. He was the captain of the Derby team, and he had the option to pick others from the NL for his roster, and he selected uh, Ricky Weeks. Well, it was like his best Weeks, buddy. I think Weeks was having a big year power-wise that year. Weeks, had a, Weeks had a couple of real nice years. For a second baseman, yeah. he, hitting home runs in like the mid-20s. Yeah, he was... I, I really liked Weeks. Well, it was at Phoenix, and like the fans wanted Upton. Oh, and he yeah. He had to pick Ricky Weeks, and it was kind of the big deal during that playoff run. Well, it was like our team, besides just having... Prince and Braun, we had like Weeks and JJ Hardy was there for a while. Corey Hart, like a lot of guys who hit like twenty five. Oh yeah, home M- runs. And Miller Park, it's kind of nice for home run hitters. Yeah, so. so that's why it does seem like that's been the Brewers' identity forever. Just everyone you named, it's like we got to have some. That's how some Melvin power. built a team, right? That's he just went for power. I think. Yeah, he didn't even care about pitching. <laughs> no, we'll just we, we won't develop a single pitcher nope. uh, except for oh Giovanni, and I guess Ben Sheets technically counts, but everyone else will just sign, just sign uh, players. Yeah, I don't think we had anybody else in the home run derby after that till Vegas. Yeah, he failed. But now we got him and then uh, Yelly. So yeah, hopefully it's a good game, good derby and good game. So how about we talk about the big elephant in the room, the one that everybody's going to be talking about, the water cooler talk of Monday morning, NBA free agency. I was trying to insert something funny, but I couldn't think of anything. Uh, I did keep uh, Woj's the Woj uh, bombs? T- Twitter page open. Oh, good job. Just, would just check, and a new message would come in. There was a stretch there. It was like every couple minutes. Yeah, it was crazy. And I guess... Ooh, Russell. <laughs> All right, this is <laughs> so full disclosure. We are recording this on a, on Sunday evening, so this if sounds... anything's happened past <laughs> 10, 10, 10, 20 10 20 at night Central Standard Time, well, eh, for the most part, us. other than Kawhi, Clay Thompson, and D'Angelo no, Russell, no. <laughs> Clay Thompson agreed to a five year maximum. With the Warriors. With the Warriors. That that seemed to be what everyone assumed would yeah. happen. And Russell is a player of strong interest for the Warriors' potential sign and trade. Shams is saying that. So Russell to the Warriors. Yes. Huh? That's interesting. How I guess, Roto World. I so. guess the Durant money they would have. Um. Him? Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Right. 
it seems to everyone seems to think that uh Kawhi's going to the Clippers and that Russell was leaning Lakers. Because yeah. we're getting to the point now, they're they're just running out of players. Right. <laughs> uh, that was always the big concern that I think we had talking about our players. It was the Brogdon and Middleton, like you weren't able to you weren't you weren't gonna be able to keep them all. Mm-hmm. Just because there was so many teams with max slots and not enough quality free agents to fill those once you got out of the big names. Yeah. And the team that stands out the most is probably the Knicks. They really struck out today. They got uh, Julius Randle and Taj Gibson. <laughs> and then they look at their neighbors there. The Nets get Kyrie and Kevin Durant and DeAndre Jordan for some so, reason. It's, I mean, the Nets have a, they just have a better I, logo, you know, what do, what do maybe. Is- uh, I don't know. I think the Nets are Nets the most are boring up. uniform and name <laughs> possible. No, yeah, they are. <laughs> so, at what point do the Knicks fan base just riot? Because like, there's stories coming out of the out of the Knicks camp that says that owner Jim Dolan were were never were never ever prepared to offer Kevin Durant a max deal with concerns over the Achilles injury. That's and then they said they were more interested in going to the West Coast to talk to free agents like Julius Randle. They gotta be like. I, I would. I would. I think I'd stop watching. I get that there's there's legitimate concern about Durant coming off that injury for sure. But the thing is, the going rate is a max offer form. That's what a bunch of other teams. You're not gonna get. Yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna get Durant by saying we're not gonna pay you when the Nets, the Warriors. Well, if, these other I mean, teams if you're are, if you're that concerned about it, why don't you like do what these other teams have been doing? Like, why don't you work out a deal with Golden State, sign them to a max deal, max like sign and trade deal, so you get the five years, and then you're basically getting the same four year deal anyway. You get that you know, extra year throw away, get an insurance policy, and call it a day. I don't know why. And, yeah, I don't know either. Because you you have the Nets, you have the your neighbors pretty much are right there. Yeah. It's still a sexy place to go for a guy like Durant Shoot. who wants to they be wanna, back. They want to play for Jay-Z. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, th- the Knicks have been a disaster for how long? Like, who, want, who is yeah. really going to want to play for them, knowing what they've done to Porzingis? Like, they shouldn't have never gotten rid of that guy. Like, you got to be kidding me. You have a unicorn. Yeah. Like, really? You're going to just trade him away? Like, it made no sense. Well, he, like, wanted, something out. Happened. he wanted out, too. Well, yeah, that's, that's problems with the organization, though. Right. So... They gotta just turn things around organizationally wise. Like, yeah, I guess it's that seems just yeah. This all this stuff that's been happening, it seems par for the course, and that's the problem is mm-hmm. that you just expect the Knicks to mess up because I mean now they have no chance in the well, landscape. No. Well, that was the a big thing, like coming out of this. Like this is a this was a huge deal for the Knicks. You'd think because they were if they if they couldn't land anyone, you have to believe in the stuff like Ryan Russell would talk about or the idea like these players are really connected and the idea that they don't want to play for a, an organization or yeah. ownership that's just this inept. And there was still some like folklore of like New York was a marquee city that they still wanted to like go to just because like the Knicks had, had a big name and legacy. But I think you're seeing proof right now where players are just like, uh, nope. But what's their legacy? I mean, it's not like Boston where they've won championship after championship. Uh, the 60s, I mean, they're a big deal. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, really, recent, recency bias-wise, in, in our lifetime, they had Ewing, okay? They yeah. had a pretty good team against the Pacers, all I mean, that Carmelo kind of stuff, Anthony right? years were pretty good. Yeah, they weren't bad, but they didn't win championships. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. They, 
they last won the Willis Reed like seventies mid seventies team, and that was yeah seventy and seventy three. But that's a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but, but that's a long like, time it, ago. It's still like marquee teams like that was still a place to be. Like Madison Square Garden or the mecca of like basketball. I, the idea I get like it. that was like. I think that yeah, that's probably the biggest thing they have going for them is they advertise Madison Square Garden as like the most famous sports arena in the world. But I get what you're saying, Pete. They haven't, yeah. Their their glory days are long gone. They had that stretch in the '90s where they were maybe the biggest rival to the Bulls, but they never beat them. They right. never, they nope. they went to the finals yeah, the with Jordan. They, yeah, the only time they beat them was when Jordan was playing baseball. Yeah, when Jordan <laughs> left, they went to the finals but lost to the Rockets. They made the finals as an eight seed in a strike shortened season and lost to the Spurs. Like. Yeah, they haven't won a title the same way that the Lakers and the Celtics have. Right, since it's then. it's like being the Clippers next to the Lakers. Like, I don't know. I think the Clippers are gonna are gonna be a good team, but everyone's gonna go to the Lakers. Like that's how it should be with the Nets and Knicks, but the Lakers are just run differently. But yeah, it's flipped. It's flipped. It's so flipped. Yeah. So wasn't DeAndre Jordan on the Knicks? Yeah. So they just signed DeAndre Jordan just to like spit in the eye. <laughs> the Knicks like we're not only going to take your two max deal contracts that you wanted, but we're also going to steal your center just because we want to, not because we need them. Because nobody yeah. uses a legit center like that anymore. Yeah. DeAndre guess, Jordan's kind of a shell of himself. Yeah, he got but ten million a year. I guess that's not terrible, but it well, does seem like in but the NBA is moving to more stretch fives. Like they're yeah, not they're not yeah. looking for like power. I guess. Oh, well, right. Yeah, you got to have Lopez easily a stretch. Would you rather pay DeAndre Jordan ten a year or Lopez thirteen? I mean, it seems like a no. <laughs> right. It seems a like a no brainer. So. <laughs> yeah, a guy who can shoot threes or a guy who can't even make a free throw. <laughs> I just, I just don't know how this fan. I, I, as much as I love seeing New York in flames, mm-hmm. it's pretty fun. It is. Don't you? Th- you have to sympathize with the fan base a little bit. Like, that's the geez. thing. There's always, I think in every sports league, it's like you need one or two just inept teams. It's like, we always talk about Cleveland. It's like for a lot of sports, but especially the Browns, because it just is amusing. It makes things more interesting, but you feel for the fans for sure. Well, it's like you have, you have New York with just stuff. I mean, it's, it's a very passionate like basketball town. And yeah. the Knicks are like the, the primary. It's, it's the same thing with like, I feel like the Nets... And the Knicks are much like the Mets and the Yankees. Like the Yankees are the pri- yeah. like the marquee team of the town, and that's the Knicks. It's just part of me just is like, yeah, I love watching them in flames. Just like I love like watching the Lakers having a, a complete garbage pale season. I know you mean there's, dumpster fire. Whenever you I love have it, two two teams in the same city. It, there's always been it's you know it's Lakers over Clippers. It. Now it's Dodgers over Angels. And in New York, it's always been Yankees, Giants, Knicks, and Rangers. Yeah. And it's always, and the other know, team, it's always Miami over the Tampa Bay Rays, right? Uh, those are different cities. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just <laughs> pulling something out of my butt. <laughs> the only one that kind of makes sense because they're in different leagues, I guess, is like Chicago. I guess the White Sox and like yeah. Cubs, it's like a, a pretty even split. But Yeah, they have I the city know. split. And, but yeah, the... The Nets, I mean, they used to be in New Jersey, but I mean, so are the football teams. But they were the, yeah, they were the little brother team. The Nets, the Mets, the Jets are the little brother teams, and then the Islanders. And now, I don't know, it sure has flipped. <laughs> Nets, 
even if Durant's a risky move, that it's worth it. Oh yeah, definitely. Like <laughs> it's easily worth it. He he might have been the best player in the league before he got hurt. I mean, but Kyrie, I don't know. I, don't know. I just don't like Kyrie. <laughs> and the thing is, we're gonna fantasize this, and I go. There's gonna be a bunch of other talk radio that's gonna fantasize like, oh, you got the like probably one of the best players in the NBA and Kevin Durant, but it's unproven now coming. He's going to be gone for a year. Like there's no chance of him even suiting up this year. Mm-hmm. Be lucky if he dribbles a basketball back by what next June. Yeah. Whatever. But then you have Kyrie who's like a team cancer. And then again, we kind of, we teased about it, but the DeAndre Jordan, like you great, great job. You spent $10 million a year on a guy that the league's basically phased out. That kind of has a, a, a pretty good, Recipe for disaster. Yeah, it certainly does. But I guess uh, if you were a Knicks fan, you would take that. You would take having all <laughs> that sure. over. I mean, even if like RJ Barrett's an absolute superstar, the Knicks aren't better than the Bucks, the Sixers, potentially the Raptors if Kawhi's back, mm-hmm. uh, the Celtics. Like they're still just so far down on the pecking order. Yeah. Indiana's better. Oh, yeah. So it's like, at least the Nets, uh, they're going for it. Uh, they're going to be an interesting team. They're going to be an exciting team. Yeah, made the playoffs, right? Yeah, they were like sixth, sixth place. Yeah. It makes the East interesting. Yeah, East is getting a little bit more full, full of uh, stars now. Yeah, so I guess we can get into some of those. Uh, Celtics. As a uh, Celtics get Kemba Walker, which is interesting, but they're now so kind of guard, small forward heavy. They lose Horford. They're kind of interesting to see going forward. So yeah, Horford, Kyrie gone, Stepan, Kemba. Yeah, I'm surprised Kemba left Charlotte, or they traded him, or he left. Right, he was signed. Yeah. Well, there was a bunch of rumors that he actually met with Michael Jordan before and just talked like that he was going to take less money. Mm-hmm. To go to a contender, yeah. So like, what he gave up? What almost twenty million dollars less than what Charlotte offered to go to yeah, Boston. He's a, he's a heck of a player, though. Yeah. So I think you get a. I think you from a personality and team cohesiveness is definitely an upgrade. I still think he's a little bit from a talent wise. Like I think Kyrie's got more talent, but I think he's yeah, a better definitely. fit for the team. But Charlotte did find their point guard in Terry Rozier, so oh, they seem fine then. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, fully but guaranteed. The, but the thing is, like, so they, so they gave him a good chunk of money. It's just now with Horford gone, you almost got to think that they move on from Smart or get, they got to get rid of one of those other salary guys. Yeah, guys to make they, room to make some other roster moves to kind of because they really that back up. They have, I'm not sure what they're gonna do. They have no center. That's the problem. Is they've gotten rid of pretty much all their big men. And what is interesting is Horford going to the Sixers and the Sixers seem still built to be a pretty good team they they lose Jimmy Butler but they yep. keep Tobias Harris and they add Horford that's still a pretty good starting lineup they also lost uh Redick went to uh New Orleans if, that's interesting that's weird I don't get what New Orleans is doing exactly. That's a, they, I think that's a have, good. That's a really good pickup for New Orleans. Though. It is, but they, it seems like they have now like fifteen guys. And I don't know how everybody's going to play. <laughs> they just keep signing like all these useful guys and <laughs> drafting useful guys. So I guess hey, they'll just figure. Gotta, gotta catch all the Pokemon. I guess yeah, they'll just sort <laughs> it out as it goes on. It's just crazy. They go from being like 
an eh team with one of the best players in the NBA to now getting rid of the best player, one of the best players in the NBA, and now being a legit formidable team. Oh, they're, yeah. they're going to be legit, <laughs> a legit playoff contender, I would think. Yeah, as long as their picks kind of pan out, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean they have so many guys. Yeah. now that if if they can hit on a couple of them, like yeah, they're. In, it, they might be the most fun team to watch for the next couple of years, just in terms of who's going to develop talent. You better hope they get a pretty good coach in there to kind of develop these guys. Yeah. Just to put the icing on the cake on Boston, I don't know if they just really think that, like Gordon Hayward showing flashes in the postseason, if he's going to be back to the guy who was like the 20, 26 and whatever that he was with Utah. As he finally recovered from that injury, that uh, that could be what makes or breaks their team is what they get out of Hayward, because he, last year he was basically like a sixth man at best. Oh and yeah, he was him. non-existent in the playoffs. They yeah. gave one good game. Yeah, and, and that was uh, when Pat Connaughton was guarding him most of the time and couldn't handle his like step back and then yeah. drive. So yeah. then they figured out uh, we just won't put Connaughton on him. Problem solved. The Warriors are on the verge of acquiring Russell, a couple other players um, from Brooklyn. I think it's obviously a sign and trade. Yeah, because he was restricted, right? Right. So if that, and he is definitely not going back to the Nets. I think it was Lakers and Wolves were the other two teams, which is, Wolves are kind of interesting. That would be an interesting team to go to with, you know, with Towns and, you know, kind of build up that team. But um, so that leaves one player, right? Probably the best free agent <laughs> out there, Kawhi. But so all these max slots, though. Yeah. So the the Lakers they just cleared space to sign a max player, and they Two. might they might not get yeah. the third guy. And the Clippers are sitting there. Toronto Clippers had, Clippers had two. Yeah, the Clippers. They're another big loser than the Clippers, unless Kawhi goes there. If Kawhi goes right. there, it's all worth it. Oh yeah. But. That's going to be interesting. Where he picks is now like the thing to watch. Definitely. In free agency. Yeah, because really after that, you really don't have much much else because we didn't really talk about the Bucks, but a lot of their players are yeah, we're, here and there. But I mean, by like the player raider, I guess Cousins is like the best available after Kawhi. And, you know, I don't... Just maybe a shell of himself. We really don't you, know. You got to be careful, yeah, with how much money you give him. But that's that's about it. Then then you're just looking at like kind of role players, guys, Patrick Beverly kind of guys, Marcus Morris, fine players, but fine <laughs> players are going to get paid. <laughs> yeah, There's a lot of money still out I there. I know. What if the Lakers don't get a third player? They got to go Beverly, right? And then they got to just yeah, <laughs> they got to spend that money. Yeah, something's gonna something's gonna happen. You're gonna overpay for somebody. Yeah. So did you talk about more about the details of about Golden State? So do like the. Download salary, they have to they're gonna have to make some other roster moves and Igadal's probably gonna be the primary one to leave. Ooh. Oh. Let's pick him up. That's sad considering sad how much him. he meant to the right. team and yeah. he's he's MVP. He's MVP, yeah. Finals MVP. Mm. Yeah, that would be rough for them, I think. That would be a big I mean, who knows what the Warriors are gonna be after this. Even though you got Clay back, Clay's not coming back next year from an ACL. The, they think that he he might try to come back at the end of the season oh, right man, before the playoffs. Well, okay. That that would make sense. Yeah. That that timeline does make sense to me. 
but well wouldn't that be like terrible if if the warriors were like i don't know how the west will shake out exactly if they were like a six seed and then you had to play them and they get clay back yeah <laughs> but that's what everybody thought about durant and cousins and look at what happened they didn't yeah. win but but yeah that would be uh I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see what what's going to happen in the West now because it seems like yeah. it's more up in the air. Like, it is. There's like you have Portland, Denver, and even Oklahoma ready I, to pounce. Yeah, and a team I love for next year is uh, Utah. They added Conley in a trade, and yeah. then they got Bogdanovich. They signed away from the Pacers, who shot over forty oh, yeah. percent from three and averaged like eighteen it's points. A hell of a player. They've got a very nice starting lineup now. So can we finally talk about some buck stuff then? Sure, sure. sure so let's, well, uh, we can, let's roll into the Pacers first. Let's get yeah, into it. Uh, <laughs> Jabari Parker is still on. T- oh, is that not the one? Yeah, you know no. Do? Okay. <laughs> give a shit about that. <laughs> Jabari's overseas, right? <laughs> Where the heck is he? I well, speaking know. of overseas, Mirotic decides to forego any NBA stuff. Decides to leave the NBA to go to go play for Europe. Yeah, apparently he thought uh, Barcelona is slightly nicer than Milwaukee. It might be. Yeah, disagree. I don't so. think you can mentally <laughs> handle it. When did you go to Barcelona? Uh, I have never been. Oh, okay. so so you got a great opinion hold on, of wait. that. Have I played any video games set in Barcelona? No, FIFA. I don't think so. Yeah, other FIFA. There you go. Oh, there's got to be some racing game you probably played. That was probably <laughs> yeah. set there. <laughs> yeah, so I might have been there. All right. Okay. Now I want to talk about the Pacers. So Bucks agreed to terms with the Pacers to sign and trade. Malcolm Brogdon in return for first round and conditional two second round picks, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, it's so nice they got, that some we got out of that. Yeah. yeah. So you knew. I think once the the news came down, so I think we'll get that in a minute. Once Middleton got his his max deal, mm-hmm. just under max, I guess. What was it five year? Five year one seventy eight. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty pretty hefty price tag, and then they they were able to keep. Lopez as well, that the writing was on the wall that the probably Brogdon wasn't going to be able to make it. They're already going to be kind of teetering on or already in that luxury tax realm. At least they'd make that sign and trade to get something for him. Because they also brought back uh, George Hill as well. Mm-hmm. And you already signed Bledsoe. So, I mean, where do you go from there? Yeah, that, that about maxes the team right, out. Right, because you're not going to pay Brogdon and then you got one big contract coming up in <laughs> Giannis. Yeah. So you got to kind of look toward the future. Uh, granted, giving up that type of player, it it's really sucks because he's a 50, 40, whatever, 90 kind of guy. And, mm-hmm. and that kind of shooting and that kind of just mentality and how he's on the court. And he just, he just has that championship kind of, kind of play as a point guard. And he, he just, he's really good. But you gotta pay Giannis. You gotta think. You gotta think yeah. to the future. And I, I hate saying that, and I, I hate getting rid of him. And it, I think it's, it's, it sucks. But you got, you at least got something for him, and that's, that's a key, key thing to look at because who knows, maybe the Pacers get really bad, and that first pick ends up being a really good draft. So we, we don't know what's gonna happen with those picks. So and I mean, those picks become valuable because that's because look at what lost, the Bucks so, have done yeah, now with the trade of picks. But yeah, you can trade those easily. So, like being a good team, those are easier to trade off and get players. Yeah. Something which is kind of interesting is like you're basically, I think, Horse was probably in the deciding you're going to be either getting Middleton or you're going to go for Brogdon. 
and I think we kind of had that debate throughout the year and even towards the end, like which would you would you do? They're they're very close in age. I think Brogdon was twenty six and Milton's mm-hmm. what twenty seven. And you look to uh, now you go to locker room personalities and kind of what what Giannis wants and kind of that cohesiveness. Brogdon, while he was he was definitely part of the team, he definitely had some issues potentially with like Milwaukee in general and Chris and Giannis seem to be joined at the hip. Like those two, especially after he signed this deal, like Chris said that Giannis and I have unfinished business with like, we are number one deals Like we wanted to come back together to bring a championship back to Milwaukee. So they're all saying the right things. They're going to do it. I think the, I mean, there's no way the Bucks don't try to give a max deal. Obviously to Giannis. Yeah. Right. And you got to think when they did get coach Bud, it wasn't just Giannis. It was Middleton and Giannis were with talking to Coach Bud. So, they're, yeah, like you said, they're connected at the hip, and they are Milwaukee Bucks basketball. So Yeah, he was the other all-star. Giannis picked him early for the captain's pick. Right. Like, they're, yeah, they're and close. Middleton and... was going to get a max contract. Yeah. He was going to get Tobias Harris's contract. It was going to happen. Well, You got him for less than max, so let's be happy about that. Just like we that. were saying, if if we had decided we were going to let Middleton walk, a team like the Lakers would have been happy to sign him as their number Easily. three. So. Easily. So you do like the fact that he gave you a little bit of a hometown discount for, for Milwaukee to come back to, to kind of do this thing with the Bucks. So then you got to let Malcolm walk. So I'm I'm really happy. Like I, I think we mentioned and just reiterated again. Like I'm I'm happy that they figured out a deal to get something back and decent assets for him um, to sign the contract. It just sucks that it's in the East with a rival being the yeah. Pacers. Yeah, I know. Uh, it gives the Pacers a nice, nice bump, a nice backcourt uh, with Oladipo and Brogdon, and they're both kind of at that age where they should just be in their prime. Yeah, they lost Bogdanovich, so they did. They, they filled back in the same, not the same player, but close to it. But I would similar think. kind of very stats. Similar, both yeah. very, both very good shooters. Yeah someone they'd rely on as being a regular three-point shooter. But overall, I think you have to feel pretty good about the Bucks keeping four out of five starters, knowing that obviously Giannis was under contract, but keeping three of the four starters that potentially oh, could yeah. have left. So the roster still looks good. George Hill's back. Elias Silva, I'm, I hated that you know he was mentioned in trades. I get you always got to explore that for and look for creating money, but I think the... The Bucks still have a pretty nice roster. Pressure's on some of the young guys now to be... DiVincenzo. Good, yeah. Bench yep. player. DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Sterling Brown. Those mm-hmm. guys are all going to be counted on now to be... And Sterling, they, they all showed flashes last year. Now it's just putting it all together for a full season when you're right. going to get more time now. Who do you think mm-hmm. starts in the backcourt with uh, Bledsoe? I think... My eyes, I would like to see DiVincenzo, but it might be Sterling Brown. It would probably be Sterling Brown just based on the play we saw down the stretch. So. I know my dad was saying he really wants uh, George Hill to come off the bench again. Mm-hmm. He just thinks he's an ideal kind of yeah. bench player. If you could have Ilya Silva and George Hill kind of lead that second unit, mm-hmm. that'd be nice. Yeah, because you, you saw it work a lot with George Hill down the stretch too. Like They would take Bledsoe out and mm-hmm. just George Hill was that like constant consistent kind of player down the stretch. So, um, yeah, I would I would think Brown, DiVincenzo, those guys, we'll see what DiVincenzo comes back as, but mm-hmm. you saw him start a couple games and, and be productive. I just hope Sterling Brown still, again, realizes his role on this team. Yeah, I think he knows. 
Well, does he? I just want to say, <laughs> I think he does some weird stuff sometimes. Like some day, like some games, he's like perfectly fine. Like he does exactly what you want him to. Plays intense defense and like is that player. He's just like, if you look at Malcolm, Malcolm was just so good. Like the idea, he, he was, was an unselfish player. Like he knew his role. Like made big shots when he had to. Um, did the defensive stuff that you asked him to was like the like hit big big time free throws was like the top yeah. free throw shooter on the team. Sterling Brown just has those moments where he's just like he thinks he's bigger than he is. Yeah, and I do love Brogdon's game for being such a good shooter. And obviously, he was part of the fifty forty ninety club because he could really get to the basket when he needed to. That's how he kept his shooting percentage above fifty percent. I feel like a couple times a game he would just get those baseline drives for a layup yeah. or like a reverse layup. He just was Out of so nowhere, yeah. yeah he was so good at that. And real smooth around the basket, being able to finish. So he'll be missed for sure. But I still like our roster. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just really hope these big uh, workouts that like Middleton and, and Giannis are having, that they invite Brown yeah. and others I think, to develop uh, a shot. It seems like Sterling Brown had fewer issues with Milwaukee than uh, Brogdon did, surprisingly. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't want to. I know the, a big talking point will probably be they'll, you know, Brogdon had the quote about saying Milwaukee was what the most racist city he's ever been in. You know, it's always talked about as being so segregated, but I don't think it's purely just based on off the court stuff. I think going to Indiana is probably just a better basketball situation for him in terms of showing he's, showing he's off his start. game. Yeah, like really, he was. Of our five starters last year, I know he got hurt at the end, but he's probably the least talked about guy just like day in and day out amongst fans and sports radio. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously Giannis and Middleton, and then even Brooke Lopez, this is crazy. He's Splash Mountain. Like, look at what he's doing. And then Bledsoe with his defense starts to get talking about he should be an all-star. He should be, uh, you know, talked about first-team NBA, and then he made it. Defensive, yeah. Yeah, defensive NBA. So I think Brogdon in some ways almost did become like a little bit of a forgotten buck. So I don't blame him if he just wanted to go to a place yeah. where he can showcase his game more. Mm-hmm. I think from that standpoint, it makes more sense. He was always just like the stand-up guy, though. Yeah. Because he was he, he very quickly, for how young he was, he was named like vice president of the, like, the NBA PA. Yeah, he, had the, he got the nickname of the president because they said, yeah, everything about him was like he kind of handled himself almost like a politician. I liked him so a lot. Well, I just, I just wanted to make that point. Is like, I want everyone to just go crazy about like he had to leave because he hated Milwaukee. I think there's a lot that goes into it, and he's going to be in a situation where he probably will be the second leading scorer from Indiana. He'll share the ball a lot with Oladipo, and they got a couple big guys. I think think they got um Jeremy Lamb too. Yeah, Jeremy Lamb, which is a solid bench guy. Yeah. I think the real crux of it was is these are the guys, these are the pieces they felt they needed to to fit in. And once Middleton, they got that deal done and he gave a hometown discount, that type of deal it was just the money didn't work. Yeah. No, I think man. both, I think both parties would have loved to come back and come. If we had enough room, I think very easily like we would have done that deal and, and moved on. Yeah. My dream was that we could run it back and keep all the starters, but it didn't quite work out and yeah. give Horst a lot of credit too for, being able to get draft picks for Brogdon is pretty big because 
Look at how much we've used draft picks for trades. Mm-hmm. I mean, acquiring like Miritich, but also he managed to dump Delavadova, Henson, Snell. He got rid of a lot of contracts. Teletovich, Telly, Deli, Snelly, all gone. <laughs> <laughs> Although Snell is a good player, like I'm I, still president of the Sterling or the Tony Snell. I almost called him Sterling Snell. <laughs> as I'm about to say, I'm, the, I'm still the president of his fan club. I don't even remember his name. I'm still president Tony Snell fan club. But where do we do? We ship all of our problems to Detroit. Yep. <laughs> Look for the Pistons in the playoffs next year, led by Thon Maker and Tony Snell, Derek Rose. So, so one more question. After you saw what happened on the stretch, if you could take that contract back for Bledsoe, would you? No. No. Mm-mm. I think he still played solid defense. Yeah, and when you look at it, look at all the other contracts given out today. I think it's it's fine. He's four years, $70 million. That seems That seems like a really good deal for a top defensive point guard. He is getting paid uh, like $3.5 million less per season than Julius Randle just for comparison's sake when you look at some of these other contracts that seems seems all right to me Rudy Gay is making as mu- about as much as Eric Boy, so, <laughs> so old Rudy Gay yeah I no I I really like Butso I think he had a fantastic year based off of you know what he has been I do get so. your point of he had uh like a lot of the Bucks had this problem, but he really did disappear uh, for big stretches and started in that Boston series. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, they're going to have to work on uh, kind of just changing up the offense a little bit, a little more variety for the playoffs. Because what was his contract again? Four years, $70 million. What did Brogdon get? Brogdon got four years, $85 million. So which would you rather have? I don't know. That's tough. It is tough. I think there's more overlap with Brogdon and Middleton's games. So knowing that we have Middleton, I think I'd rather have Bledsoe. And Bledsoe has that, he's great defensively and he has that ability to get to the paint. He's one of the better players at scoring in the paint this season. Athletically, he's way more athletic, I think, than Brogdon. But yeah, ever since he changed his game to just straight up, I'm going to drive to the hoop, It he looked a lot better than trying to be a shooter pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a slash type guy. Brogdon had some of that ability too. He was just yeah. more smooth about it. I don't know. The reason I ask is, one, he had a very bad series. But he's also almost 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. The age difference does matter. It's- like a three-year age difference. Yeah. But, I think point cards last a little longer than, than bigger players. Yeah, they can. Just Yeah, but, but I mean, Bloodsell's game so physical. I guess. Yeah. It is, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you do worry about him getting a little bit of like... He's a little maybe... bit more built than TJ Ford, though. <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> you do worry about a little bit of the, the Dwayne Wade kind of wear and tear where when you go to the paint that much and get hammered, I mean, Dwayne Wade still oh. managed to be pretty good for pretty long, but he was really one of those guys who was just so banged up at times. Mm-hmm. You can only, can only get knocked to the ground so many times by giant athletes before uh, 
before you just your body just starts to break down a bit. Uh, breaking news: Golden yeah. State traded Iguodala to Memphis. Memphis. Warriors are sending twenty twenty four first round pick. Twenty twenty five and twenty twenty six. Hey, keep an eye on Memphis too. They're She's one got of those. A lot of picks. <laughs> they uh, they kept Valanciunas. They drafted Ja Morant, number two overall. They're another team. They traded away Conley. That's kind of interesting for for uh, mm-hmm. having a young group of players. I think, I think Ja Morant's kind of that one player in the draft that you kind of look at and be like, I don't know, he might be really good or he might just fizzle out because he had that big run. Like he seems like he could be a really good NBA player or just be that Jimmy Fredette, you know, like had the amazing yeah. tournament kind of thing. I don't know. I think John Moran's going to be fine. I think he'll be fine. I really like him, but yeah, just he's, saying. He's such a crazy athlete. Uh, and Good shooter, too. So is Dar- Darius Miles. He's a crazy athlete. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Darius, I guess he never he played came college. out of high school. Yeah. John Morant did average 10 assists, which is pretty hard yeah, to do in a, in a 40-minute game. That's true. But Any other NBA craziness that we want to talk about? Um, Robin Lopez is coming to the Bucks. Is that official? Not official yet, but I, I would, want it to happen. It'd, it'd be fun. I want it to happen. I mean, you got to be kidding me. I do yeah, like, until, until the whole team goes down because of brother dysfunction. And Sophia Minnert is the new Bucks. Not, yeah. Oh. yeah, Katie George. What a dick. Oh, man, come on. <laughs> Uh, I was really mad, and then I then I watched her little speech, and I got really sad, and then no, I got I mean, mad that I posted something mean, for, <laughs> so I took it down. For, <laughs> to be honest, if ESPN came calling to anyone, oh, like you don't begrudge her for that. But seriously, man, she loved Milwaukee though. She was really good. Yeah. Where are we gonna find like any pedicures with the Bucks? It's not gonna happen anymore. I know. So much for getting her on the podcast and. Yeah, it's over now. Well, I was Team Sophia all along, so that is true. Sticking with Sophia, she'll be here forever. Uh, she'll probably leave next. Yeah, yeah. she'll be next. She'll be next one to go to Fox we, Sports or something. We really uh, do really well with our reporters. Yeah, they go places. She's gonna, go, she gonna go back to like the home base, Fox Sports, back in LA or whatever. And Trenny went to MLB, MLB Network. Yeah. Now she's I don't forget where she's at now. She still she was come- doing Olympic stuff, wasn't she? Uh, she might have been. She still comes back though, and uh, comes on local radio. Yeah, she was just on not that long ago. So good for her. We just come back, stick to your roots. Yeah, what a great uh, stepping stone city we are for <laughs> sports personalities. Yeah, Matt Vescursion. What city? He, he uh, bolted. Have you guys thought about what city we want to go to when we leave? Probably. A bigger offer. I would. I would say Cleveland. I think that's. A, I think that's where we know. need to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just be, we'll be hardcore. We'll go somewhere teams. colder. That's where I want to go. Colder? Ontario. Ontario? Uh, Ontario. Ontario. Ter- <laughs> Named after the dog. Yeah. Ontario. <laughs> Ontario. Unincorporated. No, yeah. Ontario, Canada. Ontario, Canada. Yep. Um, I think the Twin Cities are a little colder. I think. I can't go there. You want to go there? No. Both my brothers Let's go to live, Superior then. Both my brothers lived there for a while and was, those winters are brutal. <laughs> my my aunt lives in Superior. You just get pounded with snow. Yeah. Why don't you just take it, send us to Fargo? Yeah, why not? Oh, we could do the there voice all the time. <laughs> oh man. Imagine could, the the type of uh people we'd have on the podcast we'd be, there. 
Oh, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. Yeah, North Dakota State made the uh, Frozen Four, you know, in hockey. <laughs> be... All right, we'll do it. We'll yeah. go to. We'll accept a, a contract in Fargo if uh, yeah. if any radio station wants to offer it. They can't afford us. Questionable return to Wisconsin. I I love I love the fact that we finally got the heat. I just wish that we got a little bit more gradual increase yeah. than going from like sixties and rain and. You know, even when it is brutally hot, though, you know what I love? I love, like, once the sun starts going down and just that time of night from, like, 7 o'clock on. Oh. That, that is, like, the best yeah. time of the year. Oh, is yeah. That, is when that, the mosquitoes come. I was going to say, is that the time when you're inside just staring at the sunset because you can't go no, outside because you're about to get eaten alive? No, that's when I like to, like, sit outside. And you know how I bathe in sunscreen? I'll bathe in off. Problem solved. That's what I did that's last That's going to be quite an interesting smell combination you got going on there oh i was doing yard work one day and the mosquitoes are out i just set my hat on the ground and just sprayed it with off until it was like almost dripping off <laughs> brought to my... you by sc johnson <laughs> yeah. wisconsin company perfectly fine do you guys know any good uh mesothelioma lawyers <laughs> <laughs> no i i don't i don't put it so mosquitoes so, don't like my blood right. i don't get bit much so speaking of like fun summers you guys got any plans for the fourth that came up fast it did. So fast. It's already July. I think I've but, been so busy lately with being outside. Is it bad if I just want to like hide in the air conditioning no. for at least a couple days? Should we just do a gaming day? We should. Oh my god, we yeah. should. Yeah, let's I'm do not it. doing anything. Let's do it. I'm really I don't I don't think I'm doing anything. I would I've do been it. outside way too much. I'd do a gaming day. Maybe have some have snacks or something like Game fuel, chocolate, you know. Have. That sounds like a great idea, actually. So we're going mm. to, like, friends out on the lake for the actual 4th, so we'll probably do the parade and then head out on the lake. Are you, you, gonna, guys, you guys want to come? Are you going to be anywhere where you can see fireworks on the lake? I think so. Oh, that's, always, so that's always fantastic. Hmm. That's a great way to... You guys are more than welcome. Can there'll you... Be, there'll be no mosquitoes because there's no mosquitoes on the lake. Oh, I mean, I'm sure. Of, I mean, when we get, when we get uh, off the lake, it'll there's be... There's a lot of bugs on the lake. Yeah, it's kind of disgusting. Yeah, Remember good. when we turned the turned the lights on <laughs> and the SS fail? Uh, we went out. Oh on God! Maester Maester Chris Kuiper's first, boat. <laughs> first of all, that was a river. Right? No, no. You we went, went on Eagle Lake. We went on Eagle Lake on Maester Chris Kuiper's uh, pontoon boat, and he had put all these lights on the side and even ones that ran over the canopy. Mm-hmm. The problem they looked really cool because you can change the colors of them clicked them on like turned them green it looked awesome and then bugs just every bug Cake. possible they were just like all over the so side of the boat it was disgusting they love those lights more than we did that's why you gotta have the yellow one you just turn it to yellow is the yellow one option uh, i might have been probably chris chose uh bug attracting green <laughs> <laughs> that is that a paint color you can buy did, did he not watch like wreck it ralph the first one yeah, the bug what? scene where like the that was like where, I forgot what the oh, game I forgot the what the game, game is, yeah. but that's where they're all oh. attracted to the green oh. beam of light. On a planet with no name, a top secret experiment has gone horribly wrong. You are Good call. We didn't even think of that. Shoot. Jeez, that's really our fault. Yeah. Well, we deserved it then. No, but also, you guys are interested. Be on the lake. No. Good time. I'm not. No, yep. 
Well, I like, guess I am doing something on the fourth. <laughs> I'm going to somewhere. Yeah, I was think good. actually sounds I was thinking. Like, whoa, sounds I exciting. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about it. My my parents live in in the area where they have fireworks, and I wanted to go over there, but I know right where your parents it's, live because I drive. Third. It's on the third. Though, that right? is on the third. I drive past. Oh, is it? Oh, I drive past right where your parents' house is to go to work, and people go to where I work and watch from the parking lot. Because it might be enough. a good spot then. It is a good spot. All right. I also wanted to invite anybody who wanted to go see the Milwaukee fireworks, whatever else you can watch from my building. Hmm. Oh, that's top fancy. floor, so the fireworks are in your face. That's pretty fancy. Because you're that high up. I'm not driving. Um, you don't have to drive. I get the parking structure. Oh, could you just um, FaceTime me and point your phone at the fireworks? <laughs> Bingo. You could do that. It also, well, you might, well just watch, you might as well just watch on TV at that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that possible? Yeah. Sign me up for that. I'll give you my steady cam for the boat, though. Okay. You just set it up. Like, no, the whole day, I want you to Facebook Live it, so I'm, like, there. Can you get one of those Get one of those iPad um, segues so I can just roll around and hang out with you guys? You, you, you would drive that thing right into the lake. Oh, yeah. There'd be zero chance that ever that would make it out of the lake. Worth it, though. <laughs> Not when it's my thing. I didn't tell you to buy Maybe I'll buy it. Oh, you buy it, and then I'll put it up there. <laughs> Deal. Okay. All right, best. All right, best All right so it sounds like 4th of July is out for gaming night. We'll have to pick another one of the days of the 4th right. of July okay. weekend. 5th of July. Sounds good. 4th of weekend. 6th of July and 7th of July. Yeah, we'll find it. We'll find a night for sure. QTR game night deal. Okay. All right. How many hot dogs are you eating? Uh, what's the Joey Chestnut record? Like 65. I'm going to do that plus, that plus uh, one. Plus one? Yeah. You can go a half. Uh, plus a half then. All right. Yeah, do you go push myself. You dunk the bun? I'm a dunker. You're a dunker? <laughs> All right. So what was the record? I think it's like 60. All right. Now I got you. I think it's like 67. Okay. That's crazy. That's it? All right, so if the record is 67, that means I'm going to do 67 minus 65. So whatever that is, whatever will get me to two, because I don't really want to eat more than two hot dogs. Ooh, 74. Brats, on the other hand. Joey. Go nuts. Joey. Joey beat his own record F 72 and 70. That's dumb. All right, nobody cares. Moving him. Joey. 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 Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a dynasty. We get it. Is ridiculous. Yeah, we get it. Joey Chester. Well, anyway, 4th of July. 74. 4th of July. Pete, stop Pete. HDB. Pete, you're ruining the ending. Pete, you're ruining the ending. Stop ruining the ending. Hot dog and buns. Got it. All right, I just turned off his mic. All right. So we're good. All right, on that note. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. My bladder's about to burst, so goodbye. Bye. Oh, it stopped recording about two hours ago. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Questionable to Return Sports Podcast. Send us your questions, read more about us, and more on our website, questionabletoreturn.com. Follow us on Twitter at Q2Return and Instagram at questionabletoreturn. You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash questionabletoreturn. Follow each of the guys on Twitter. For Andy, at Andy, the number nine, M-A-N. Mike, at Mike R. Daly. 
and Pete at P Cozy with a K Junior Jr. Please consider leaving us a five-star review as well as sharing us with someone you know.